Today is Vision Sunday, and what Vision Sunday is, is that we get an opportunity to sit at the table and have a family discussion. We get to kind of sit with um, amongst each other and have a conversation about what God is doing, what God's heart is for our church. And so once a year, this is what we do. We sit at the table and we have a conversation. So it might be different, a little bit different from a normal Sunday service, maybe different from a message that you'll hear when you come to any of our other gatherings. You'll always hear the Bible being opened up and God's word being broadcasted forth. We'll be doing a little bit of that today, but we'll also be giving the outline of what God has for this house. God says in his word that where there is no vision, people perish. Now that doesn't suggest to us that people are going to die where there is no vision, but what it's saying is that where there is no vision, people begin to lose sight of what's most important. They begin to lose sight of what the true meaning and the essence of life is. And so what we do is that we share God's vision. And as we share God's vision, what we're praying for is that you will begin to catch the vision. See, the vision is, is more caught than it is taught. It's not for us to teach you the vision, but it's really to put the vision on display. And that as we share God's vision for this house, that your heart would be ignited. And then six weeks after the vision has been released, we have an opportunity to come together as a church community and give God our very best offering. And that's what we call a heart to give Sunday. Can we put that up on the screen? We have heart to give Sunday. And, and, and I'm excited because it is, it is the opportunity that we all have as a church to come together and give God our very best offering. I'm not, this is not the tipping offering. You know what I'm talking about? This is when we save up to give offering. Amen. You know, there's this, there's this um, story that, that a group of people are, have hypothesized that if everybody in China would jump from a two feet chair, that it would create such an earthquake that it would just eradicate all of the Western world. And I don't know if that hypothesis is true. Obviously, for those reasons, we can't test it. But if it is true, the message of that hypothesis is that when people come together with one voice, with one, with one intention, with one motive, with one heart, it can make a monumental impact in the world that we live in. And maybe we may not jump from a two-foot chair, but what if we came on Heart to Give Sunday and we gave God our very best offering? I don't know about you, but I await the day when we do that and we can see what God can do with everything we are bringing to him. Amen? And so, as we were talking about vision, as we've been meditating on Vision Sunday, God kept giving me this, this phrase, more than enough more than enough, more than enough, more than enough. I felt like God kept saying it to me, more than enough, more than enough. And the picture that he kept showing me was this movie 300. And I don't know if you, you've seen it, but there's a part where he's up against, he's about to go into battle. And he's partnering up with another group of people. And the guy gets a little upset because he only brought 300 men. He's like, you're cheating us. Look how many men I brought. I brought a thousand men. I brought a legion of men. And he's like, hey, sir, what is your profession? And he's like, well, I'm a, I'm a handyman. He says, you, what is your profession? Oh, you know, like I'm a farmer. Hey, you, what is your profession? And he's like, you know, I do this. And he goes, Spartans, what is your profession? Oh, and he goes, you see? I brought more soldiers than you did. And the idea is that we don't need to have more in quantity. But God could do more than enough with every single person in this room that is not giving 10%, 50%, 80%, but is giving 100% devotion unto God. Amen? Kuha, what is your profession? Ahu! Let's go. But this scripture kept coming up, and it's in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. And I'm going to read from the Amplified Version. It says, Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare to ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest 
prayers, infinitely beyond our hopes, infinitely beyond our dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. And I want to also read it from the Passion Translation. And it says, never doubt God's mighty power. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and to accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. In other words, what God is saying is get, a, get creative with your imagination and I could top that in a second. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power, constantly energizing you. Now we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church in every generation through Jesus Christ. And all that will yet be manifest through time and eternity. My message to this Vision Sunday group is this, infinitely more. Look at the person next to you, tell them infinitely more. Tell them infinitely more. Can we pray? Lord Jesus, speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Give God a praise in this room. Um, do, we, do we have any 80s babies? 80s? 80s babies. I mean, to me, that's the best era. 80s babies in the house. You know, before there was AI technology and before there was laptops and before there was um, iPads and all that stuff, there was this crazy thing. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of it, but back in the day, there was this unique um, kind of technology. It was called playing outside. We used to, it's crazy. I know. You're like, play. <laughs> we used to play outside. And I don't know if you remember some of these games, but just to go some of the crazy games that we used to play outside. Anybody know Manhunt? Yes. Manhunt. We used to go outside. Come on. We used to go outside, and, and one person would go hiding, and then the pack would come and, and try to find that person. And if they didn't like you, they would just let you go hide. <laughs> But we used to have some crazy games. I mean, there was a, it was kind of a game, kind of, kind of not a game. But there was, anybody remember Give Me My Gill? Like if you said something stupid or said something silly, someone would come. and the, Like what in the world was happening there? Like this is like, yo, give, yo that's my gill. Yo, give me my gill. Give me my gill. That's my gill. Like, and it would get crazy uh, because then it would get a little physical. Like these games were out of control. But we, we survived and we're here now today. Come on, somebody. <laughs> But anybody remember Punch Buggy? No backsies. Yeah. Like, you remember that? Like you would see a Volkswagen Beetle and you were allowed, authorized to punch somebody in the arm. Free. Now, I don't know if this game was popular, but this was, this was something. I don't know. Maybe this is me growing up. But as a kid, I, I hope some of us know this game. But anybody remember the game Open Chest? Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. Like, like you were. Let me tell you what it is. For some, I know it might not have been popular. Maybe uh, me and my brothers were probably the only ones. But we had this game called Open Chest. And the open, what it was pretty much is that if you had your chest exposed, some kitu, you know what I'm talking You were allowed to Ric Flair chop them right across their chest or punch them dead in the chest. And then you would shout, Open Chest. crazy game like it would literally condition people to walk around all my group of friends walking around like this look like this you would cover your chest like you ain't gonna catch me like ain't no ain't no open chest season here and so you know the reason I bring that up is because as I was preparing this message I kept seeing this vision of of people with their arms across their chest and I was like, God, why am I seeing that? And he said, because it's not that people are guarding their chest. It's that in the spiritual realm, people are walking around, not with an open chest, but with a closed heart. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, God was, God was reminding me. He was saying, there are people that have been conditioned, that they have been shaped. They have been um, primed to walk around emotionally and spiritually not with a closed chest, but with a closed heart, with a closed mind, with a closed pr perspective. Because we have to guard ourselves and we have to protect ourselves. But what happens is, is that when we get into moments like this, we're walking around making sure nobody catches us in our heart. So we walk around with a closed heart. And I just felt like Holy Spirit was asking me to ask you, would you be willing today to lay down your guard? And allow your heart to be open and your eyes to be open to what God wants to speak to you today. Amen.
Amen. Listen, I don't know about you, but I don't want to walk around closed hearted with a closed perspective, with closed vision for what God has for me. I'm believing that God wants to speak to us. And in the same way, the apostle Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter one, verse 18. Look what he says. He says, open the eyes of their heart. Do you know that your heart has eyes? He says, open the eyes of their heart and let the light of your truth flood in. I don't know about you, but I want the truth of God to flood flood into my heart. I want God's love to flood into my heart. I want God's purpose to flood into my heart. I want all that heaven has for me to flood into my heart. Anybody with me? If you if you're with me, shout yes. And so on Vision Sunday, that's our our desire. Our desire is to help you see what God has for you. It, we want to kind of play as an aid and come alongside you so that the eyes of your heart would be open. We want you to get as much of God's vision for your life as you sit here. So as us as pastors, we're not here just to preach, which is a, an extremely important job, but we're also here to help you see, help the eyes of your heart be open. Many of you know what our general purpose is as a church community. And our general purpose as a church community, for those that don't know, is to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. This is the process of discipleship. This is exactly what you see throughout the Bible. You see people encounter God, then God sets them free, then God gives them a vision for their life, and then they make a difference. This is what we call the process of sanctification, It's to help people know God find freedom, discover purpose, and ultimately make a difference. It's a life that you wouldn't live for yourself, but that you would live for others. It's what we call becoming more like Jesus. After you encounter Jesus, you then begin to become like Jesus. And as you begin to become like Jesus, you begin to do what Jesus did. Come on, somebody. And so, and so we, we, we have this desire to help people see God's vision for their life. And so we have a general purpose, but on Vision Sunday, what we do is that we unpack more of a specific purpose. What is it that he wants for us within the next couple of years? And so God gives us a vision, but he also gives us steps and he gives us strategy. He gives us a plan. How many know that sometimes God will give us a vision and then we start strategizing a plan? It's like God says, I have the perfect husband for you. And then you start planning it out. Come Nobody told you. Cut it out. How many, how many of you know that we're like Abraham sometimes? God has said, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. And Sarah goes, do you want to sleep with my maidservant because I can't have no kids? He's like, all right, you said it. <laughs> he wasn't arguing on that one. I would have fought the whole way. No! I refuse! Abraham was like, I, I'll take this one for the both of us, all right? But, 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 the, but the truth is that God gives us a plan and God gives us a strategy. God gives us steps. And sometimes the vision that God gives you is a vision to see the big picture. But God will also give you enough light to see the step that he wants you to take ahead of you. That's why the Bible says that his word is a lamp until my feet and a light until my path. Sometimes God just gives you the first few steps in front of you, not, not allowing you to see how it's all going to pan out and how it's all going to happen. He just gives you enough faith for you to take that next step. But the beautiful thing is that the more you trust in him, if you trusted him in the first step, you can trust them in the second step, and you can trust them in every step after that. Amen? And so we know that God has a big vision. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for me. And his plan is to bless you and prosper you. His plan is not to harm you, but to give you a hope in a future. That the Bible says that he came to give us life and life in its fullness. Life in, that is rich and satisfying. The Bible says that he can do infinitely more than whatever we can ask for or think according to the power that's working within us. That's what he wants for you. He wants to bless you. Look at the person next to you. Tell him he wants to bless me. 
And so, and so we know that God can do infinitely more. We know that God is faithful to do what he says he will do. Why? Because if he did it before, he'll do it again. You know, the truth is, is that we believe that God can do the impossible. Why? Because the church that you see in front of you started in my living room. Come on, somebody. So we know. That's why when the pandemic hit and a lot of pastors, they quit and they gave up. I was like, oh, no, I've been here before. I started at my house. Come on, somebody. Yes. We started in a small living room. And so um, um, we believe that if God did it before, he will do it again. Amen? Amen? I got it. Amen. Ahead, Loud Pastor and Lee. clear. I got to stand up. I got to stand up. <laughs> it's so funny. Just like Rose said, he did it before and he will do it again. And I have the pleasure of being able to just go over some numbers with you and some things with you that God has done for us within the years. And just as he said, we started in our home with just two people. We had Maylene and John join us. Me and Maylene were worshiping with Kim Walker on the radio. Hey. Shout out to Kim Walker. But some of the things that God has done and what he's done for in 2023, are you guys ready? Yeah. Are you guys ready? Yes. Because this is amazing. When, I'm, when I was back there just going over these um, numbers with Roe, immediately I just was brought to tears because God just keeps showing his hand is upon us. His hand is with us. And we just go um, from glory to glory to glory. Yes. And so I'm, I'm excited. And I want you guys to be as excited as yeah. I am. So in 2023, we had 18 baptisms. 18 people who said that they wanted to be uh, give their life to Jesus and be public with it. We've had... 240 year-to-date baptisms. Come on. Come on. We've had the largest church attendance in 2023, and that was 130 people. In 2022, our largest was 118. Come on. We've had our largest kid attendance at Kuhau Kids, and that was 35. We've had 42 serving regularly Okay, dream team members. Come Let's on. give it up for our dream team members. And we've had 56 dream team members serving in an outreach. Come on. Come on. That is huge. By that the is way, that is, that is the highest amount of people that have served in our church at an outreach. And I praise God for all our dream team members that are serving regularly. Amen. Yes. Yes, our average uh, for Sunday, our average Dream Team members serving is 22. In 2022, it was 19. And year-to-date year growth track graduates, 52. Come on. 52. In community groups, 44. Child dedications, 4. And Matrix University graduates, we've had 30. Hey! Yes. Come on, more people experiencing That's freedom. Right. And let's talk about the events that we had in 2023. We've had some major events. That's right, some 2023 highlights. Can't wait to see these. We had our Easter egg hunt and our Easter... Uh, Easter weekend. Come on, y'all. Y'all did that. Y'all did that. Yes. We had our very first women's conference. Hey. We had church at the beach and a barbecue. Come on. We had back to school. We launched our Awaken Love. We had open house. We had Saturate West Brighton. Come on. That was really amazing, guys. We had community cleanup day. Let's see that picture. Hey! We had our 10-year anniversary gala. Woo! Woo! We had friends and family, which I'm really excited about. Because yes. we have some people here who are from friends and family. Come on. And, of course, we had our very own Christmas Spectacular and New Year's. Can we give God a shout of praise? Come on. 
No, no. I think we ought to take a praise break for what God just did just in the last year. And if he did it before, he will do it. Again. Yes. And so God not only gives us a vision, but if God gives you a vision, what he does is he also gives you provision. Yes. Amen. Amen. And so I want to give you some of our finances that we've just, I want to give a contrast of what the finances have looked out throughout, looked like throughout the last few years. And let me give you, by the grace of God, last year, 2023, we raised through the donations of the people in this church community. Look at the person next to you. Tell them, no one else is coming. Tell them it's me and you. And by the people in this church, there was no outside donation that came in from someone else or from somebody from another organization. In the 10 years of our church, no one has donated that's out of our church a huge amount of money. Every single donation, large, big, or small, has come from the people in this church. With that being said, if Mike Todd, you want to send us a check, you, I'm right here, baby. I'm right here. <laughs> um, and so it's all come from the house. And so in, in 2023, we were able to bring in $145,000 in donations. Come on, can we praise God for that? The year before was 116. The year before that, 106. Do you see God is taking from glory to glory to glory to glory? What's even more exciting is that the amount of givers also increase, which means is that light, that 116, you go go back, the $116,000 in 2022 was given by 99 people, meaning the total that made up that amount was done through 99 individual people. Well, in 2023, that number increased to 104 people. So when you look, look at this, when you look at that number, what you're seeing is that $145,000 was done by 104 people. So good. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Can we praise God for that? And you could also see a breakdown of our finances where 54% went to church operations. Compensation was 29% of what came in. And outreach was 15, over 15%. By the grace of God, can I just say this? It has been the heart of this church to give yeah. a tithe of what comes in. And so for the existence of our church, we've never lived on 100% of the income. Trust me, we can use part of that income, but we don't teach the tithe. We believe in the tithe. And because we believe in the tithe, we practice the tithe. Come on, somebody. And so we practice giving 10%. Now, it's also been our dream that we not are, we're not going to only give 10%. We're going to give above and beyond 10%. And here's where I'm excited. I genuinely, genuinely believe that Christ Uncensored is leading the way in generosity. And, and it's not always the end result amount, but it's the percentage of what this church is giving. Yeah. So this church didn't give 10% or 11% or 12% last year. We were able to give 15.1. Same. You can go back. We were able to give... 15% of what came in through our regular budget. Can we praise God for that? Now, with our building fund, we were able, with our building fund, we were able to bring in an additional $40,000, which brought our entire compensation, you can go, you can go back, which brought our entire donation to $186,000 in 2020. Come on, can we praise God for that in this place? And then our average monthly income is $11,000. That means on an average last year, it was about $11,000 that was coming in. And again, that is through the heart and the generosity of this church. That we have a church that doesn't believe in being stingy and holding back. We have a church that is generous. One of the greatest 
well, I would say the proudest things that I have about our church community is that our church is a generous church. I've spoken to some of my pastor friends, and a lot of my pastor friends say things like, man, if this family leaves my church, then we won't be able to pay the bills. Because a lot of their donations come from maybe one or two people who give extremely generous. Do you know that that has never been the case at Christ Uncensored? Because Christ Uncensored is not anybody that's giving a significantly huge amount. It's people like you and I who've decided to be generous with what God has given us. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. And so we also have our monthly expenses, which is... $10,000 or almost $11,000, but we're, leave, we're living beneath our, our, what's coming in. Can we praise God for that? Woo. See, some of you guys, I'm going to be like, I'm broke. No, you're not broke. You're just living beyond your means. Come on, somebody. <laughs> we as a church have never been in debt, have never been behind our bills. Can we praise God even for that? And so the 15.1% that we have given ha- is a total of... 20 over $22,000. Come on, somebody. You know, when we first started, Cool, how that was always our heart to be able to give, not to be a church that just lives off the, the means of what comes in. And I'm not in finances because I would just like give it all. <laughs> um, but I am so, it's such an honor. <laughs> It's such an honor to be able to say that we have given 15%. This Elisa be like, this is give it all Sunday. Everybody come here. We're just going to give it. <laughs> you get a car. You get a car. You get a car. Jesus Why are we in the dark? Provide. It doesn't matter. Everybody got a car. I'm, I'm always, Jesus is going to provide. He's going to provide. And he always does. All right. Amen. So, like I said, 20, we have been able to give over $22,000, which is really amazing. And we've been able to give over 15% of our budget. Come on. Come on. We've been able to... We've been able to give to some organizations such as Youth for Christ. Yes. And we have a Which picture a, for that. A, it's, a, it's a youth program that we yeah. sponsor as a church community. How many of you know that there are certain things that we may not be able to do at the moment, but we don't need to reinvent the wheel as well. There are people that are already yeah. doing it, and what we want to do is just come alongside them, and what they need is exactly. financial support. And so as a church, we want to be able to support them. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And there's some great ministries that we've been able to just help out and support. And one of them also is uh, we've been able to sponsor six children through Compassion International. Guys, we, we have literally supported, this church has literally supported six children um, for 10 years. Those kids are now in their teens. Yeah. And there's a church that has been funding them and supporting them. Can we praise God for that? Yes. We have Brooklyn Teen Challenge that we've been able to support. And one very dear to my heart is Celebrate Hope Recovery. Yes, please. Celebrate Hope Recovery is uh, an organization that um, gives, really, a helping hand for alcoholics and drug addicts. They, it's a program to get over, um, over the addiction, yeah. and it's all free. And it's all Christ-based. It's all Christ-based, and it's all free. So if a person comes in, they don't have any money to, to go into this program, guess what? This program will fund it for them. And so that's dear to my heart because I came from a family. I had an alcoholic father, and um, I had a brother who passed, and um, not from drug addiction, but he was he was addicted to drugs. And so this one, Celebrate Hope Recovery, is so dear to my heart uh, that, yeah, that I don't know if I'm moving forward, but okay. But our goal is to completely fund this organization. Come on. That is the heart of Kuhau right the, now. On two separate years, Celebrate Hope Recovery has honored Christ Uncensored for our generosity. You guys have made that all happen. So every time they're like, here, Pastor Will, we want to give you 
are just, um, we want to give you a plaque and we just want to honor you. For me, I'm saying this is Christ uncensored yes. that has done this. We believe. One of the things that Celebrate, uh, Celebrate Hope Recovery has said is that you'd be surprised how many churches need this but are not supporting this. And so we said, hey, we, we don't want to be that kind of church, especially that this is a Christ-centered program. And so the funding can't come from outside sources because oftentimes when outside sources that are not churches want to fund the program, they want their agenda and their, and their plans. Right. Us as a church, we're saying, no, we need Jesus yes. is the one that sets us yes. free. Come on, somebody. Yes, yes. We've also been able to help out uh, Urban Hope NYC. Yes. Urgent assistance and oh, helping hand. our very own helping hand. Yeah. Yes. So for some of us who may not know what helping hand is, that is something that we have at Kuhau where it's just a little pick me up. So well, if you're in need of groceries, you can see Fran and it's a little pick me up. And we've been able to just serve some families and it's really been amazing. Amen. Amen. We've also, I'm excited about this. We also had our Easter egg hunt last year with 490 people in attendance. This year, for the first time, we, we brought our back-to-school bash here to West Brighton. Come on! We're 467 people, 300 bags of candy, 350 book, book bags. I'm telling you, church, like, I, I look at this and I'm like, God, we can trust you with what you're about to do because you've been faithful with what you've already done. Can we give God a praise? So, so, so if we're going to see God do the infinitely more in our church, I believe we are entering our infinitely more season. Here's, here's the first thing we need to have. Number one is hearts that will see. Can you write that down? Hearts that will see. And, and so we, as a, as a team here, we, we share the vision. And, and we just hope that your, your heart eyes begin to open up. That the eyes of your heart begin to open up. And by the grace of God, we, we can't force anybody. We can't convince anybody. We can't coerce anybody. We, we just share the vision. And what we pray is that the eyes of your heart will open up. Now, we've done this for the last 10 years. And what we've seen is people's eyes open up. Like some people, it took them the first year. First year, eyes wide open. I'm in. Count me in. First year. But as we continue to share it, we've also seen people, one eye open up. They're like this. <laughs> but you know what? Year five, both eyes opened up. Come on, somebody. The eyes of their heart opened up. And here's what Proverbs says. Proverbs says, if you can't see what God is doing, you will stumble all over yourself. But when you attend to what he reveals... You are most blessed. In other words, when you can't see what God is doing, you're like DMX. I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. You know, as a kid, we used to play this game. It was called Hombre Ciego, and it's essentially blind man's bluff, and we used to wrap a handkerchief around us. And I loved it when it was someone else's turn because I used to hide right in front of them. In other words, I was hiding in plain sight. But because they had no vision, they couldn't grasp me. And there's some things that God is laying right in front of us, but it's not that it's not in front of us. It's not that it's not available to us. It's not that he hasn't given it to us. It's sometimes we can't grasp it because we can't see it. And so this is why the eyes of our hearts have to be open. And there's so many people here that as I look at your face, I see so many people here that at one time maybe didn't have their eyes open, the eyes of their heart open to the vision. But I've seen them little by little open their eyes. Amen? And I, again, I can mention everyone here, Sam Fall and the Gutierrez's. And, and I look at them and I'm like, wow, like the eyes of their heart have been open. Amen. But also people like Jen. Can we, can we put that up? People like Jen who, who I was at a mall and I was fighting with Lisa. That's why I went to the mall. Come on, when God says he will work all things out for the good. And I was in the mall, and I was just mad. And I'm waiting in line, waiting for my food. And of course, clear, classic God. Pastor Roll? 
Pastor Rose, is that you? I'm like, huh? <laughs> and I thank God because, you know, Jen has told us, like, she, she would never do that. Mm-hmm. She, came, she had the boldness to come up to me and say, you know, I watched some of your videos and you're in Staten Island? And I'm like, yeah, we have a church and she lives in Jersey. But here she is, eyes open. And not only serving in our church, but also getting ready to start leading even in our online community. Can we praise God for that? People like Betsy, who I've known since I was 13 years old, who is now walking in her purpose and who said, you know what, I had a job and, and I, I, I loved, I, had, I was in that job, for, but, but now I'm, I'm not going to make a living. I'm going to make a difference. Come on, somebody. People like... Sheila, who came in 2016 to our church. And let me tell you, I was a, I was a young pastor back then. <laughs> I was a young, I'm 41 now. I, don't, I can't even say that no more. But I was a young pastor and, and Sheila from day one said, this is the church that I'm going to give to. This is the church I'm going to tie to. Sign me up. I want to do growth track. I, People that their eyes, the eyes of their heart have been open. And so what God does is that he continues to lay out the vision to our church. He continues to remind us. God's, one of the words that God uses the most is the word, here it goes, remember. <laughs> You'll see it over, all through scripture. He's constantly reminding us, remember, remember, remember. And I think that that's what he wants to do today. He wants to remind us. And, and maybe you're like, no, I just want to hear a brand new vision. And, and sometimes... You want to hear something new, and God is saying, no, I just want you to be faithful to what you already know. So good. It's so like, good. we want something new. God is saying, no, be faithful to what you already know, so what good. I've already revealed unto you, what I've already given to you. And sometimes, like, I wish sometimes, like, we could have, like, you know, Ashton Kutcher kind of prophecy, meaning, like, you come up, I want a fresh word from God, and God is like, Go do what I gave you last year to do. And don't come. No, I'm just joking. But, but sometimes we want God to give us a fresh word and we're addicted to new. And God is saying, no, I just want you to be faithful to what I've already given you. See it through until the end. Don't be just a good starter. Be a good finisher. Come on, somebody. So God reminds us today that we've had it in our hearts to raise money for a property. And so I want to give you an update. In 2022, we launched our first time in our church's history that we start a building campaign. And that building campaign started with zero dollars. Come home, somebody. It had no funds. It was zero. We walked in faith. But by the grace of God, from the time we launched our building campaign, we've been able to raise with the people in this church only the people in this church community. We've been able to raise 40, over $40,000. Can we praise God for that? And, and not only that, but our leaders, if, you, if I could, you could pick me up some in the monitors, but our leaders have also made the commitment that above their tithe and their offering, they were going to give generously. Now, this is what it means to be a vision builder. This is what it means to go above and beyond the tithe. Yeah. So we give 10%. And so maybe you're, maybe for the leaders, maybe somebody was giving their tithe, which would be 10% of what God gives them. And so they gave, let's say their tithe was $200, and maybe they gave an offering of $20 a month. And so a total of their monthly giving was $220. Well, above and beyond that, they decided that they were also going to give a, a, a certain amount towards, just towards the building fund. And so with everything collected amongst nine leaders, within the next two years, we would have raised at least 10% of the building fund with nine people. Come on, somebody. Now, it doesn't mean that they take their tithe and they put it to their building fund or they take the offering and they put it into the building fund. That's already part of their giving. They're giving above and beyond that towards the vision that God has for us, specifically in the area of having a building. And here, here's my, my thing. Like, just because we don't reach it in one year doesn't mean we can't reach it in five. Yeah. And sometimes we overestimate what can be done in a year. Oh, if it doesn't happen in a year, we, we say, oh, it's going to happen. This is my year. This is going to happen now. And God is saying, no, hold on. 
Don't overestimate what you can do in a year and then underestimate what I can do in five. So maybe it doesn't happen in 2024. I'm believing it happen. It could happen in 2024. I'm believing it could happen in 2025. But here's what I know. If he did it before, he will do it again. Can we give God a praise? So why do we believe that he could do it? Because we started in a house. And here we are. We believe we started in a house. Ground zero. Like ground zero, zero. Like we were... We started in the living room, a small living room, right? And then we had my son's room as the children's room. And then we had the kitchen as the overflow room. (laughs) Come on. We were already (laughs) multi-campus. You remember Abraham? But we used to eat every Sunday. Come on, Abuelas. arroz con gandules, let's go. <laughs> we would eat every Sunday. And then from there, from our house, we, um, oh my God, Pastor, Pastor Jones, he just plays a huge role in, in just helping us out. He's a church over at Olymp- Olympia Boulevard. He's no longer at Olympia Boulevard. But from our home, we went to a 75-seating um, church and... Pastor Jones and his wife and their church just opened their doors to us, allowed us to use everything they had, microphones, Mac computer, everything they had. And it was just amazing. And we would set up. We went up, from having nothing yeah. to having everything that a church needs to launch because of their generosity. Yeah. In fact, much of our generosity's heart here actually stemmed from their generosity yes. to us. Absolutely. And then from there, we went portable, right? We went portable again at PS16, and we were there for three years. We had three amazing years at PS16, yep. Then during the pandemic, we were brought here. Woo! Yes. And so for the last 10 years, we've just been a church that's always been setting up and tearing down, yeah. setting up and tearing down. And I remember at the school, um, we would sometimes, well, our setup team would be there from 7 a.m. 7 a.m. When service started at 11 At 11. Yeah. And so every iteration of our church's history, what we have seen is We've not had our own place. We've been going from place to place, setting up and tearing down. And so we would get there literally two to three hours earlier to set up for an hour and a half service. And so I want to speak for all the people that have served throughout the 10 years of our church. Our time of coming into our own building is right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to the day that we can just walk into the building and flip the switch and everything is set. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Look at Lucas. Lucas gave a hard amen right there. He was like, come on, somebody. So to every Dream Team member, to every person that showed up two hours early, to every person that has hung pipe and drape, to every person that has hung a banner, to every person that waited outside greeting people in the cold, to every person that stood behind to tear down, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And anything that you have given unto God will be given to you a hundredfold in the name of Jesus. Our year of stepping into our own property is coming. If you believe that in this place, shout. Oh, yeah. So, so I believe that God can do it. And a couple of years ago, Hector Medina came and he said, it's in the house. It's in the house. It's in the house. So this is just really practical, just a real practical way of seeing that happen. So with the donation of the leaders and the commitment of the leaders and what we've already collected, we know as a minimum, we already have about $60,000, a little bit over $60,000. Well, what does that mean? That in order for us to get the down payment for a building, we would need to raise $139,000. This is what we have left, $139,000. Our goal is to raise $200,000. How many believe that we can raise this goal in Jesus' name? So, so let me just give you a practical way of doing it. Like, it's that simple, just that simple that it could happen. Now, I'm not telling you that this is the amount you have to give. I never want to be the kind of pastor of the church and says, the Lord says you got to give $300 right now. I bet you need like 10 confirmations. But if I said, the Lord says you're going to get $300 right now, you're like, no confirmation needed. (laughs) Dámelo a mí. 
I don't want to give you an amount to give, but I want to suggest that on a practical level, this is as simple as it it can be because sometimes we look at the amount and we're like, oh, my God, how could, how could we raise $139,000 to get our down payment? Well, it's real simple. It's real practical. Does it need stretching? Yes. Does it, does it need a little bit of sacrifice? Absolutely. But does it mean that it's impossible? Absolutely not. It's absolutely possible. All it would take, simple, 100 people that decided to give $1,000 more a year. In the course of a year. So whatever your giving is right now, if you added $1,000 more to that, if 100 people did that, by the end of 2024, we would have raised alone $100,000. Come on, somebody. Again, that would mean $85 more on top of your giving right now. Whatever your giving is right now, you would add $84 right now. By the way, I want to say to the really generous givers of our church, thank you. But I also want to say, if you're giving over 25% of your income to the church, this message is not for you. Stop it right there where you are, okay? Because <laughs> what happens is, is that usually the givers, they give more. Because they believe in generosity and they believe in giving. And I'm so grateful for that. I know some people that they're giving about 20% of what God has given them. And so what I'm telling you is, unless you hear from the Holy Spirit directly, thank you for your generosity. You could, I want to be like Moses where he said, and they stopped and they told them to stop bringing their generous gift. I want to shout some of you by name, but I'm not going to do that. Okay. So it's very practical that God could take a warehouse like he did for this church. Can we show that picture? He's not a respecter of persons. So he can take a warehouse and turn it into a worship center like he did for New Day Church. Come on. I believe that that can be our story as well. If he did it before, he can do it again. Can you look at the inside sanctuary for H2O Church? This is what I believe God has for us. God can take a warehouse and turn it into a worship center. Amen? Now, I want to tell you about some projects that we have. Yep. The second are some special projects that we uh, would like to, which we already have now going, right? So I'm excited to speak about that. And so for the last two years, we had a vision, and it was to build an online community. And by the grace of God, we've been able to... To what? What's the word? To, okay, we've been able to purchase, but I was going to say, like, we've been able, like, that vision has come to pass. Come on. Like, we have, we have an online community, and so. We never had that team. Never. This is the first time we have an online community. Yeah, that's huge. It's a vision that we had before that has become a manifestation. It's come to pass. Yeah. If he did it before, he He'll could do, do it, it again. again. Come on. Yeah, and by the grace of God, we've been able to purchase three 4K cameras and build an entire new team. Yay! Build an oh, Come on. There they go. Is that them now? Yeah. No, not, not oh, right now this moment. Yeah. But these are some of the people that have been watching online that are personally calling Christ uncensored their home and we're going to create an online community because the truth is there's some people that have moved to North Carolina I'm sorry Virginia, Virginia. Mm -hmm. some people Florida. that have moved to Florida some people that have moved to Indiana yes. and they're like we can't find a church that's like Kuhau well, I don't believe that God has called us to just have a regional movement. I think he's called us to call this house a global movement yes. and reach people at the four corners of the world. So people like Odin, people like Drew, come on, people like Josephine, we want to shout you out that are watching right now. Let's give them a warm welcome. And so we want to be able to fully fund Celebrate Hope Recovery. Which I already spoke about. And we want to be able to sponsor 10 hungry children. Amen? Yes. And so in addition to that, these are the main focuses in terms of projects that we have. We want to be able to fully fund Celebrate Hope Recovery. That's going to be a main focus this year. And we want to be able to sponsor, go to six from six kids to ten kids. And we're going to release a 30-day devotional. We're going to release our first worship sing single. On, Shout out to team. Yvette, Woo! who released her new song this Friday. Um, and launch our Easter campaign for the first time here in West Brighton. Can we praise God for that? And so we want to reach about 500 people. Do we have that flyer? The Easter? Beautiful. 
Hey, we want to reach 500 people. Yes. We also want to reach 200 people for our Easter service. As you've seen in the past, the highest attendance that we had here in West Brighton is 130 people. Well, I believe that if, imagine if every person in this room brought one person. You know what would happen? We wouldn't be able to fit. Right. So on Easter Sunday is the easiest way you can bring, us, bring someone to church. As a matter of fact, you could even be late that day as long as you bring somebody. Come on. I tell my leaders, you could be late, but you, gotta, you can't come alone. You got to come with someone. And so on Easter Sunday, we want to make it a practical to reach 200 people to attend our service. Amen? Amen? Amen. Okay, so the last focus that we have as part of our vision, and it might be the most important, and it's, it's, it's this. It's people. It's people. This is the most important because God loves people. At Christ Uncensored, we, we, we say that love is our logo. Mm -hmm. And what that signifies is that, that we want you to look at us, and while you look at us, you would experience God's love in such a way that your heart would be awakened and you say, there is a God that loves me. Amen. That when people experience an interaction with you, what they would experience is an extension of God's heart. Yes. That in the same way, you don't need to see McDonald's to know that it's McDonald's, all you need to do is see the golden arches. You know it's McDonald's. When you see a check, you know it's Nike. When you see the bitten apple, what do you know it is? Apple. apple. You don't need to see the name. You just need to see the logo. Well, Jesus says when you see their love, you will know that they're my followers. Amen. So what God says is that be an extension of my love. And so the, the way that God has reached people. The number one way that people are being reached and people are experiencing the love of God is through his church. There is no greater way that people have been found other than the church. That's why some people say there's too many churches. I'm like, there's not enough churches. There's not enough churches. Trust me, all the churches that exist in Staten Island, if everybody got saved, would not be able to house all the people in Staten Island. And so God has given us an opportunity to have church, but then have multiple services. Why? Because we have a heart to reach people. Now, this year, here's what our focus is going to be. Our focus is going to be in developing more leaders and strengthening our ministries. Come on, somebody. And so we want to strengthen, we want to strengthen our ministry, but we want to develop more leaders. Why? Because Jesus Christ came to seek and save that which has been loss. And so we, we're going to be developing leaders. And I just want to give a shout out to the developing leaders as of today. Can we give them a shout? We have Lucas that is developing as a leader. We have Yvette that is developing as a leader. We have John that is developing as a leader. And we have Emily amongst others that are being developed as a leader. Can we praise God? Because he, we need more Spartans. Amen. Now, how does this vision become a reality? Here's the second point. Number two, we need hearts that will serve. Hearts that will serve. The Bible says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask for or think. But look what it says. According to the power that works in you. And so this is partnership that God has with his people. Yeah. That God could do it on his own, but God chooses to partner. And it's funny because sometimes I'm like, God, just give me the money. God, like, God, no. Like, God, you give me the money. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm buying the building. Give me the money. I'm buying the building. I won't ask anything. And God is saying, yeah, but I, I want to bless my people. Yeah. And the way I bless my people is through generosity. They are most blessed when they can see what I want for them and for them to be given the opportunity to par participate in it. So good. Amen? So good. And so Amen. how do we serve? Here, here's the most basic way of serving. Number one, attending Sunday's experience weekly. Making Sunday a priority. Not choosing on a Sunday whether I'm going to go to church or not. I know that my Sundays are where? In the house of God. It's showing up 10 minutes before our service experience. Let me tell you, when, when our service starts and people are already here, it changes the whole dynamic of the room. By giving an offering weekly. By serving on a team at least once a month. And by being in community. Now, as far as our budget, what we want to present to our church is a budget of $15,000 a month. 
And what we will do with that budget of $15,000 a month, right now we are at $11,000 a month, but with what, here, here's the truth, like God will always have more vision than you can handle. What I mean is that you'll never run out of vision. But the vision is accomplished based upon a few things. People's willingness, people's availability, and here's the third one, one more, people's generosity. You have to be willing to serve. You have to be available to serve. You have to have a heart that is generous so that you can give. And God's vision oftentimes gets accomplished at the speed of people's willingness, people's generosity, and people's availability. And so throughout the years, what we've seen is people become more open with their willingness and their availability and their generosity. And so there's so much vision for us to accomplish. And what we're looking to accomplish in 2024 would take approximately $15,000 a month in our monthly giving. And so what that means is that we would take 40%. We don't want to live, above, like we don't want our compensation to be out of order where we have 70% of what comes in going towards compensation. We believe that God has given us the task of stewarding his funds. So I want it to be that we would take 40% and it'd be compensations. 40% it'll be towards church operations. 10% would go towards outreach, minimum 10%. And then 10% in investing in the future. What that means is this. I know that there's going to be a day where we need to buy more property. And I want to put that money to the side so that more property would be able to be purchased. Amen? Amen. Amen. And, and, and what $6,000 would do in compensation, it would allow for Pastor Lisa to go full-time. Come. She will never say this about herself, but I can. Pastor Lisa puts in 40-plus hours in her secular job. And Pastor Lisa still puts 40-plus hours in her church responsibilities. She is the hardest-working woman I know. And I praise God for her. She won't say it about herself, but I know she'll thank me later. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> what am I doing? Vision Sunday. Okay. So, so can we stay here? Church, can I just say something? We're good. Nobody's in debt. We don't have we don't have any bills that are that we can't afford. Amen. Amen. Yes. We're good. We hey, good. hey, we could do this every Sunday. We are good. We could just come to church, sing songs, and yeah. be chilling right here yeah. for the rest of our church history. We could. And be okay. Unless God had something greater. Unless God had something more. And so what we need then is, here's, here's, the, here's the last one, hearts that will sacrifice. Yeah. Hearts that will see, hearts that will serve, and hearts that will sacrifice. God is not looking for equal amount. How many know that, ten, how many know that $10 from me and $10 from Bill Gates are totally different? Right. See, he's not looking for equal amount. How many know that $1,000 for me and $1,000 for Leon Musk? I mean, Leon Musk? What's his name? Elon. Elon Musk. One of those. Who told you to name yourself that? Anyway. <laughs> Leon sounds better. I'm just saying. No, I'm just joking. How many know that that's a whole different scale? But 10% but, but for Elon and 10% for Pastor Rose equal sacrifice. That's what God is looking for. He's not saying, hey, I need you to match the number amount of what your neighbor's going to give for Heart to Give Sunday. He's saying, but I want it to. It needs to feel like this. Ooh, that stung a little. It needs to feel like this. When I say give sacrificially, it, it needs to feel like, ooh, that was, ah, I felt that right here. That, that, was a, that was a little pica. That was pica right there. It, it needs to feel that way. It, it shouldn't be. You know, the Bible says that, that, a, that, that a, a widow caught Jesus' heart because she gave all she had. While there were people that were just throwing money into the money bins. They were giving so much money, but for them it was out of their leftovers. It's like, yeah, but this girl gave all she had. See, it needs to feel somewhere like that. And I remember my daughter last year, she goes, she goes, Dad, I gave, I have my amount that I have for Hard to give Sunday. 
And again, she won't say this about herself, but I'm super dead. <laughs> and she goes, I'm going to give more. I'm like, honey, I'm the pastor of this thing. You don't have to give more. Trust me, you're giving enough. She goes, yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't sting. That was a 13-year-old telling me that. She goes, yeah, but I, I feel like I could just give that. This amount stings. I'm like, that's what, you just learned what it means to give sacrificially. So that might mean that you might have to give up something so that you can give up towards something. Maybe you need to give up your Dunkin' Donuts addiction for the sake of the vision that God has for this house. Amen. Y'all didn't like that Dunkin' Donuts. All right, Starbucks. Amen. I think if every if the three people that go to Starbucks here gave up their addiction, it'll be the equivalent to the people that are giving giving up their Dunkin' seven dollars for a latte. Get out of here. But how many know? Maybe maybe you're not. Maybe you won't do a four thousand dollar vacation this year. Maybe you'll do a two thousand dollar vacation this year. Because you're, you want to give up something so that you can give up towards something. You know, as a church, we, this is not something that we do regularly where we, we're talking about money. And maybe you're here for the first time and someone invited you and be like, oh, great. Pastor Owen, this day you're going to talk about? Like, sorry, come back next week. All right. Um, but as the worship team comes up, I want to give you the last thing about giving sacrificially. On Hard to Give Sunday, can we put the flyer up again? For Heart to Give Sunday. Our goal is to raise $50,000. And how many know that we can do this? Now, these $50,000 is not towards the building fund. This $50,000 is actually specifically going towards the budget for this year. On Vision Builder Sunday, we're going to be talking about being consistent in our giving towards the building. Which, will, again, like I said, it only takes 100 people to give $1,000 more on their yearly giving. But I believe that on Vision, on Heart to Give Sunday, which is March 10th, we're going to give God our very best offering. And what I'm asking you to do is just pray to God. I love the testimonies that we hear every year. Every year we hear testimonies about couples that had an amount. And when they come together, they talk about the amount that they're going to give. And by the way, let me give you a free advice. The larger one is the amount. That was funny, guys. That was hilarious. No, no, but, but the amount that God puts in your heart is the amount that you want to be faithful to. And again, God is calling for equal sacrifice. The last thing I want to ask you is in terms of giving, maybe you're here. And can we put on the, the, the screen real quick the chart of our giving? I usually put up this year because every year I see people take a step of faith. And so I see people that maybe you're, you've never given a penny. Here's what I'm asking you. Would you commit to just being a first-time giver? Here's what I'm saying. If you've never given any offering, give something. Is that all right? That you would just give something, whatever it is. This is if you've never given anything. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to just take a step of faith oftentimes we don't make the leap we think that this is what God wants for us God is just saying no take one step but maybe you've been giving something maybe you've been regularly giving something maybe you give five dollars ten dollars twenty dollars that's what you give God is saying hey would you become an offering given would you be set an amount anything under the 10% is just a specific amount, and it's called an offering. And maybe you want to say, I can't do the 10% right now. My faith is not there yet. I get it. Give something. Dedicate to what you decide in your heart. Maybe you say, I'm going to give 5%. That's your step of faith. But maybe you've already been doing that, and now God is saying, hey, it's time that you begin to walk in the principle of tithing. For the for my entire life, Christ Uncensored, I've never chased a penny. I've never chased a penny for my entire life. I often don't share these things because I think they come off a little braggadocious. But my pastor's always like, hey, you need to encourage what you believe in the most. 
there's two things I believe in wholeheartedly. Fasting, which by the way, we conclude our 21-day fast today. I believe in fasting and I believe in generosity. My wife, when we got married, she didn't believe in tithing. Come on, somebody. Now she's the most generous woman I know. She want to give everything. But she was like, Psh, I ain't giving no church 10%. That's my hard working money. God began to minister to her heart. Now she, without fail, on Givelify, the moment she gets paid, Givelify, boom. And so maybe God is calling you to give your 10% back to Him. But if you already. If you're a tither in the house, and I thank God that at least we have at least 40 people in this house that give their tithe. Can we praise God? If you already tithe, God is saying, hey, would you go above and beyond the tithe and take the next step to maybe giving a tithe and an offering. And then after that, maybe you do that already like I've done that already. You become a vision builder. And that means that you're going to give your tithe, your offering that's already sealed, that's already been given. But you're going to say, hey, I'm going to give $1,000 more this year so that we can see and we can walk into our very own building. So I'm praying that eyes were open today. Could you stand up on your feet? The Bible says that all the believers were in one accord. How many? 15 believers? All! If all the believers at Christ Uncensored House of Worship gave their tithe, what would that mean financially? If our budget is $15,000, if only 70 people tithe that made $30,000, we would bring in $17,000 a month. If not, forget about all, if 70 making 30,000. Come on, like, you know 30,000. This many of us are making more than 30,000. Many 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 of us are making double or triple that amount. Right? But if all the believers said we're going to tie. It would Can it happen? No, it's just so hard. It's just so No, no, no. Spartans! What is your profession? I'm a child of God. And if I'm a child of God, that means I'm generous. And I'm a, I'm a child of God, that means I serve. This is, I'm not here just being recruited and I have to do this out of obligation. I looked at the opportunity and I said, this is who I am. With every eye closed, every head bowed, thank you so much for your time. I know we went a little over. I know, I know that we went a little over and thank you. Usually our services finish about 545 and we went a little over, but I think it's worth it to hear the vision. I hope our eyes were open. The Bible says that don't be discouraged when you go through tough times. He says, if stick it out, and at the right time, you will reap a harvest. Father, I thank you. As the worship team gets ready to worship, can you just lift up your hands right there we are? Father, our, we don't want to walk like this, Lord. We don't want to, we want to walk like this. We don't want to walk guarded, guarded with worry. How am I gonna, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna be able to pay? I, I can't, God, we wanna be open wide. Our eyes will be open. So we ask you, Lord Jesus, that you will let this word sink in deep into our hearts so that we can have hearts to see, hearts to serve, and hearts that will be willing to sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we just praise God for a second? Come on.